0: Hey Gene.
1: Hello. How's it going ma'am? Uh,
0: pretty good. Can you hear me alright?
1: Yep, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Alright, awesome. Thank you so much for doing this.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, thanks for having me.
1: Oh yeah. How long have you been doing comedy now for?
0: Uh, let's see, I started like October of uh, almost two years I think. It's going to be two years this wow. year. Yeah, so you were,
1: like, 30 when you started, right?
0: Yeah, 31.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's always interesting. Like, I like talking with people how they started, because I started when I was, like, 22, 23 doing stand-up, and it's just interesting. Like, I think, you know, I'm jealous of people that started in their 30s, because I feel like you have so much to mine from in three decades of being in the world. Uh, do you like that you started at around 30, or do you wish that you started
0: younger? I mean... I always wished I started younger because, you know, uh, it's always good to, to get in in your 20s. But, uh, I mean, I I think you're right. You hit it on the head there. Yeah, I got done a bunch of, of dumb stuff. Like, like I, I don't know, just from Uber and my job, like I have a lot of stories. So I want to do like taxi tab confessional type stuff. Right. Thinks I'm good enough to write that and perform it well.
1: Oh, that's really interesting. You know, it's it's so like, the the really cool thing is watching people evolve as comedians that's one of my favorite things especially with this podcast it's been cool to see that is like when you started it was very like joke heavy and you know you kind of talked about yourself a little bit but it seems like in the past year or so you've gotten more comfortable talking about your personal life more does that is that true to you
0: you i mean uh, i think so yeah uh well yeah when i started out i would just try to you know make jokes and now it's uh i'm trying to make sure that the jokes are coming from a place that like i understand that i'm not just doing like topical humor and other stuff like that right but, you know, i thought you know. it was
1: really cool when you started like talking about your sexuality and just like stuff like that it was just like okay we're getting more like in depth to who this person is it's really it's really cool when we get to like see people just like, you know, it's funny. We see each other, you know, a couple of times a week and, you know, you yeah. end up knowing people. Like,
0: I mean a little bit. Yeah. It, it's funny yeah. to me that like, well, Hey, a, that, Hey, a, you, you know, sexuality wise, being bisexual, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, uh, people like were weirded out by it at first. Cause they're like, Oh, you came out with comedy. And I'm like, no, I came out for like the 12th time. <laughs> right. Comedy. Which is how that works. And right. Also, it was weird to me noticing that because I would try to do like sexual jokes before, and those never fell flat. I think it's because nobody likes sexually aggressive straight man, but like sexually aggressive LGBT L- LGBT guy that's that's fine.
1: Right. I think it's like there's such a it's very popular not like <laughs> with representation and everything, but I think like with your stuff, it's always been you've always been very good with jokes and stuff I always feel. And, like, I wanted to give you this compliment is, uh, you know, your bit about how, like, everything sounds evil with a Russian accent. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the doctor. I feel like that's, like, like, it's a shame that Late Night isn't as popular as it is because I feel like that would work great on, like, a David Letterman's, like, type of set. Like, it's such a good joke. Um,
0: I mean, I I feel that. I appreciate that. I mean, that would work, I think, as, like, a recurring SNL character or something like that. Just did such a the Russian guy that down. sounds evil for no reason,
1: right, yeah, so I want to get this right. you grew up in Ukraine, right,
0: yeah, I mean, I grew up in New Jersey, I moved here when I was uh, like seven, here. yeah, so uh, yeah, the, I was born there, so
1: was the i guess do you have like a memory, a distinct memory of like moving, or is it pretty much
0: yeah very very distinct, moving? yeah. No, I remember, like, a lot of stuff from very early on there, so it was uh, not that fun a place to be, so.
1: I can imagine, you know, it's, it's just so interesting to, like, see, like, someone that comes from, like, one person that I know that was born there and went into comedy is Eugene Merman, and Mm. uh, it's just, like, interesting, like, to hear that, like, especially, I guess, in the generation that I am, I don't really know much of how it is politically, there, especially around the time you were born
0: so yeah but... well the, the the main issue with that is that I, I was technically i was born in the soviet union i have jokes about this but yeah I, I, I was i have a soviet birth certificate and then what three months after i was born not even like a month later the ukraine declared independence and became just ukraine and then a year after that, the Soviet Union ceased to exist. So that was the political climate there. And it's weird talking to Russian people because I'm at like this weird age where like I'm not I'm not from the USSR. I'm right. just like. I don't know, basically like a refugee, really, because it's like uh, that
1: makes sense.
0: Family came here with nothing because, you know, the economy collapsed. Like if you think inflation's bad now, like, you know, it hit like oh yeah two million percent in ukraine in like 1994
1: so yeah that's that's really interesting just how you moved and everything do you uh do you have siblings
0: yeah i have a brother
1: uh is he funny
0: (laughs) oh no and well (laughs) i think he's funny and you know he hates my jokes though
1: Uh, (laughs) yeah that's always tough uh do your parents know that you do stand-up
0: yeah, no, they're uh, yeah, they're all very supportive. So uh, oh, strangely, cool. I don't know. It's it's weird because like family is very important in in my culture, but also they're very conservative, and I'm very not. So
1: oh yeah, I can imagine that was, you know, were, were they very strict about stuff that you could watch growing up in like media and stuff like that?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Also, you know, kind of kind of poor until uh, maybe around high school or so. Mm-hmm. So, uh, didn't really have much to begin with,
1: right? So, what was it that the main reason I asked was like, what was the main, I guess, like impetus towards comedy that you sort of realized, okay, I like this and I want to do it?
0: I mean, I've always wanted to perform and stuff, but uh, I don't know, I just never felt like putting myself out there until like I hit 30. I guess i just had like one of those like spiritual awakening things and realized that people have been telling me i have a radio voice my entire life and that i should like sing or do some other crap and that i've never even remotely attempted to do anything like that and oh I wow might, and yeah so i might as well and I, I love it so i started doing comedy and i yeah it's not, i have no intention of stopping it's right. my new favorite thing
1: yeah i mean you do you know you're everywhere i mean it It's so cool just to see you, you know, I saw Caitlin's mic the other month, and, Hmm. like, it was just cool, like, to see you, like, around. And, you know, how many times a week are you usually doing stand-up?
0: I do at least two mics a week. Sometimes three, uh, maybe more. But two, yeah, usually. Just the ones near New Brunswick, really. I live near there, so.
1: Right. Yeah, it's very tough, like, to... To go to everywhere there's a lot of fear of missing out on a lot of stuff and it gets like you know i guess with with uber it's kind of has it been i hope this isn't too personal but is it is it easier with like financially with that to sort of go to more places
0: yeah it's very convenient like it's um i can work whenever i want so you know on monday i'll work till like around six o'clock and then wherever i end up i just drive to the mic usually and uh, i used to do that a lot more when i was living in philly and i just starting out doing a mic like every day yeah it's very convenient to be an uber driver and a comedian i think it's like a meme at this point though a yeah. lot of us a lot of us do that a shit a lot of people are <laughs> yeah
1: um do you still do Watch?
0: yeah no it's every two weeks now but yeah it's, it's now it's uh, a yeah.
1: How do you feel about uh, that, Mike?
0: I mean, it's fun. It's like a nice nice stable base camp, really. It's, I don't know, I end up rambling there. I always take it as an opportunity to practice. uh, Right.
1: It's so different because it's very conversational more. Yeah, exactly. They're more open to just, like, it's kind of a hard jump, like, for me, because I've spent so much time being like, oh, I want the attention on me and these jokes. And it's a good atmosphere to be like, okay, you can sort of let people in to what you can do and sort of improv a little bit on, you know, how people react.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. It feels a lot like podcasting, really. Like, I've definitely done between, like, five and 15 minutes there at some point. Right. None, the, the time is fake and doesn't matter. It's, you know, how well you're doing and how you're feeling. Right. It's very it, it's organic, is how I would describe it.
1: Right. It's, uh, when I, um,
0: stuff just happens over there.
1: Right. You know, when I started, like, you know, it's, it's so funny, like, you when you start to record yourself, you think, like, a joke is, like, ten minutes long, or, like, five minutes long, and then you realize, oh, this is, like, five seconds long.
0: <laughs> yeah. And... When I, you know, when I started out, I had that issue, and then now I think it's the opposite. I think I write... I mean, I figured out that a joke is, you know, something like 10, 15 seconds or something like that. Right. And then, you know, that's actually not that much time at all. Right. <laughs> like, it's... Where, where do you get 20 of those things in five minutes? That's, it's really not much.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, so I kind of wanted to ask this earlier, uh, who were the main people for you? Like when you started getting into comedy, I guess. Like, as a fan, like, do you have any specific people that you sort
0: of looked up to? I mean, the big names-wise, yeah. It's like, well, my, my favorite comedian of all time is is George Carlin.
1: That's, oh, I love Carlin.
0: That's the GOAT, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Dave yeah. Chappelle can, can fuck off. But uh, not really, because Dave Chappelle, I also absolutely love.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: That, and, you know, uh, uh, basically everyone that's cancelled is, is... Yeah, I just... Yeah, Louis C.K. Absolutely, yeah. Great.
1: Louis, I grew Louis. I grew up home was just tough. Like I, he, he was someone who, like, I first realized, like, okay, I can do this because a lot of comedians, like, from the, I guess, persona, like, you know, when you see them on TV, they're all in suits and stuff. And when I saw him, he was not wearing a suit, and I was like, this fat teenager. And I was like, oh, I can do this. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's just a shame. But I think, like, you know, it's. I don't want to like I don't know like minimize what happened or anything but it's like I feel like that happens in all art and it's like it's ironic because when I when I was uh in my teens and first started performing I was singing and I didn't want to be in the music industry because I knew about like all that stuff back then Uh like as a teenager and I was like I don't want to go into the (laughs) music industry where they have all that like (laughs) you know stuff and then I realized it's in every entertainment and like business like uh, <laughs> practice of just people being terrible
0: basically yeah. yeah no matter where you go you just gotta be comfortable somehow and move on from there
1: yeah and um, so when you when you started uh, where did you start was it at uh, what Mike was it
0: it was actually at uh, the fucking Scotty's
1: oh yeah
0: yeah I um I dropped off one of the guys there and they were like we're having a mic come watch and I did because I was bored and that you know they weren't that good so I ended up signing up and I went up and now I'm a comedian yay
1: right that's that's like one of the coolest things like I heard Pete Holmes talk about that how like you should just go and watch like you know, because then you'll see, like, people who are just not that great, and then you'll be like, oh, I can do
0: this. Yeah, basically.
1: (laughs) Just get right into it, and be like, okay, you know, and it's just having that confidence to just go up each time
0: and, like, build. It was interesting going forward, because I do remember, you know, you get that the first couple times, everyone's supportive. Then you like actually try to write some jokes, and they're complete garbage because you're oh, yeah. telling a story that's five minutes long that has one punchline in it that no one cares about. Oh yeah. And then you know, there's that whole cliff that you go up, and then. Right. You now I, I think I'm I'm I've settled into a groove, kind of getting close think... to finding my voice. <laughs> so.
1: I'm envious of someone like you who has kind of learned the pattern right away. It took me, I think. Two years, really, or like a year and like, I don't know, nine months to learn how to actually write a joke from like a setup punchline perspective. Yeah, I just had a lot of weird premises, and you know, I didn't really do stories, but I had weird premises, and it was just like, you know, once I figured out the rhythm. And one of the things that's always been uh, really great for me is hanging out with other comics. Like I don't drive personally, so um, being able to ride with other comics who are different style comedians. It was able to teach me how to bounce between those things.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, I never. I'm never, surprised I've never given you an Uber ride at this point. I yeah, it missing. is.
1: It's surprising. When I was at well, Caitlin's
0: I do lift mic, now. So
1: right. When I was at Caitlin's mic, I was going to ask you, but you left, and I was like, oh man, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I was just like, but that yeah, was, should was have asked
0: fun. me. I'll drive you home.
1: It's such a weird thing because like uh, I used to be so shy about asking, and then like. You know, because my mom used to take me all the time, and then it sort of like got too much. So it was like, okay, I need to start asking people, and it started to be easy. And just like, um, I don't know if you have ever met him, uh, John B. Croft. Uh, he's like a one-liner guy. He does like, Dimitri Martin like type of niche um, Hedberg style stuff. So uh, you know, like I learning mean... from him how to do that, I learned like, oh, there's a rhythm to jokes. There's like, you know, just different ways to do it. And with VJ, like, he is so he's dark, but he's not like happy. He's like real smart with his stuff. So is mean,
0: just great at roasting people.
1: Oh it's... yeah, he's amazing at it.
0: Yeah, he's really good at just, just roasting people. Yeah. Like a like a sassy gay man. Okay very nice also why don't you just ask him for rides don't you live with Vijay? uh
1: yeah we we do a little bit we're we're a little bit different schedules now because he's a you know i try not to get like i don't know talk about that much because it doesn't bother me but we're like different levels
0: um, no i understand i just he's
1: way higher than me so he'll be you know he'll be in new york and you know he doesn't want to drag me around in New York, which makes sense you know and with all my stuff that So he's in New York. He's getting booked a whole lot. And I don't get jokes or anything. We kind of had, you know, a weird thing (laughs) with um, when I did uh, Kyle's mic. uh, Akash was uh, very um, inebriated on a bunch of substances. And he sort of like criticized me in front of VJ of like why I wasn't as funny as him. And I'm like, you know, and we talk about it in the car. And it's like, we don't have that, we don't have a rivalry at all we just know that we both have different skills, right? Like when we perform in front of the poetry people at first, like they liked me a whole lot and it was harder for him to sort of break into that, that group and kind of make them laugh with his darker stuff. And Uh, it was just, it's just cool to, to be in different areas of, of comedians do you so,
0: so vj preziosi is uppity and i understand
1: yeah and <laughs> yeah pretty much that <laughs> like and uh yeah so you um you go to uh um ron's mic
0: yes a lot and, uh yeah no i mean every two weeks yeah i try to go yeah so it's a good old time and you know scott Sk- is a good man. So.
1: oh yeah for sure it's just like it's funny because i just i but i get uh i guess you sort of like find your circle at certain mics and i feel like that's like where you guys are i love seeing everyone there because it's you who i see a lot and then people who i don't get to see a whole lot like Devin and stuff
0: yeah no there's uh i mean it's it's like a The, 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 I mean, I miss like the rat and like the forge and those mics up there because there is no mic for like the north, north Jersey, really. Like they're all near the city and like to get away from there or like even central Jersey mics, there's not that many. So, like, there's a lot of dudes that live like up there and like just across the river and like Easton and stuff. And like, I, yeah, like we need mics out there and uh, that, that would be that'd be great.
1: Yeah, it's just better to have, like, those communal mics, you know. I never mean to, like, say this in a derogatory way, but, like, with Angelo, who hosts the Monday thing, you know, it's like, he started really everything in 2014. Like, oh. when I started out, uh, there was no, like, thing in the Jersey Shore area for me. You had to go down to, like, where you are to go to the Stress Factory.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, he's he's got a good thing going on the shore. I did that mic, like, once. I did his other mic once. A great. Yeah, time I feel like you ride. show
1: up, <laughs> you show up, you kill. <laughs> yeah, no.
0: I'll, I'll be back in six months to the Jersey right. Shore, I guess. Yeah. Probably sooner. It's, it's going to be the season, right? So.
1: Yeah, you know, that's the thing. Is like, I I always try and you know I try and go up like two three times a week. But my main thing is like since I've been living on my own and I grew up like not like super super-duper wealthy, but, like, upper-middle class is, like, I have to learn, like, to be more financially responsible. Uh So, like, I do, like, one or two even, like, expensive mics a week. So I'll go down to Branchburg and, or I'll go to Ron's mic, and I'll be like, okay, that's where I can sort of go to places that are not as as local and be like, okay. Oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it just it's it's a whole lot of just you know preparing. And with you, um, do you feel like oh, well, the other thing I wanted to bring up is it can be so hard with open mics to uh, to bring people and uh, you know I guess like normal people I would say like when you brought your your partner uh-huh. and uh, they were like I don't know they interacted so well it seemed. In a way that is uh, very rare for open mics.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I do, I do like, uh, I like to imagine that I like uh, a specific type of artsy person that appreciates this sort of thing. Plus, you know, she's she's into they're into comedy, and uh, you know, it's uh, it, it was it was it was really cool having them around, and you know, but we're still friends, and uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah,
1: I didn't know if you were still together or not, but. I mean, you um, know, it's
0: just the cuffing season thing. It's cool. right.
1: Yeah, I just I talk to them after the mic, and it it's always so you know interesting to hear what people think because I always get so worried that people are gonna get like not uncomfortable with the mic. It's like sort of the the energy of like every comic. No, I mean, the,
0: <laughs> they do. They get uncomfortable with certain comics, like, like especially with like you know anything anything racial or uh, oh yeah or misogynistic. It's typically an issue but, I uh, mean, oh, yeah. it should be, so.
1: There's a yeah. lot of, uh, like, that's kind of the harder thing nowadays, is there's a lot of playful, it's like the, it's kind of like, if you've ever seen, like, The Office, it's kind of like that humor, where, like, we're sort of saying that it's bad, but we're still doing it. It's like, you know, people will do that.
0: Maybe. I mean, it's... it's a hard line to... I thought about it, because it's Women's Month, right? You know, it's yeah. March. Yeah, we, we got to make gotta make jokes about that but right. you can't make jokes about women like it's you gotta make right. jokes about uh, women being oppressed <laughs> instead yeah. or like about how men are dumb and like that's what i've been thinking i haven't actually done these yet but
1: right yeah, yeah to me i've you know, had it's... this
0: whole angle on like uh you know why, why are women even a special interest group if they've always been like the majority of the human population
1: it's, oh yeah for sure
0: doesn't make too much sense
1: yeah that's a great like way to go through it and you know it's so funny you mentioned like chapelle and all that it's like i have such like a like whenever i write about it or talk about it i talk about it way too long of like my opinion on all that stuff but sort of the analogy that i always try and make is like there's a big difference between someone who paints like an evocative painting and then someone who draws like dicks like (laughs) like and the bad thing with comedy is a lot of people who draw dicks think that they are being evocative and being, you know, like smart with their comedy. And they're not. Right. And that's a tough thing. But also I've realized recently that it sort of like hit me, like a lot of jokes with like, you know, just between friends, they're not like the smartest stuff, you know, (laughs) everyone laughs at the simple low hanging stuff. So when you're a comedian, it sort of gets like, You sort of pride yourself on writing like really clever stuff
0: yeah absolutely no it's uh i mean yeah when you're with your boys you know it's not really jokes it's just it's just pointing at stuff and calling it gay and (laughs) right it's it's about it and uh i mean you know it's 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 different too because like people will tell you oh tell me a joke and i'm like no i'm not gonna do that like i can do a little knock-knock right. joke, but, like, what's the point of that?
1: Yeah. I mean...
0: I can... I, I figured out, you know, you can walk them through through the punchline, you can explain the premise to them, that, that's a better way to do yeah. it. Yeah.
1: To me, I, I like doing it because I, I have, like, a stock joke that I do. The joke that I usually do when people ask me is, like, I've never done this on stage. I've only done it once on stage. Is the joke I do, which totally, like, I feel fits my voice, is I say, I'm really bad at everything, um, even jerking off, things get out of the hand really quickly, and
0: <laughs> I mean, like, yeah.
1: that's like my stock joke that I use. And it's yeah, up. I
0: mean, I, I, whenever someone tells me that, it's well, my my canned jokes are for how deep my voice is because it comes right. up at work like twenty times a day. Right. So you, someone is, I, I'll just be like, oh yeah, I smoke a lot. I'm probably gonna die soon. I'm be like, oh, I'm from Chernobyl. This is my superpower, or like some. I just have little quips like that.
1: You seem to still get a kick out of it. It doesn't really. It must. Does it ever get annoying? Sort of the.
0: Oh the no! Netflix it's thing? this is easily the coolest thing about me, Dweck. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> like, a, that's it. That's about awesome. it.
1: Like I, I think I said this on Safehouse. Like I fantasize. Like if I was ever like in an Uber with you and I didn't know you, I'd probably like make you, like want you to say certain words. <laughs> like, oh
0: yeah! People ask me to do that shit all the time. Fucking. All state Thanos, Darth Vader. <laughs> anything, Barry White.
1: Right. Have you ever uh had any interest in doing like voice acting or anything?
0: Yeah, a lot of it actually. I've been I mean I've been been meaning to get into it somehow uh recently. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've been I've been trying to get you know backstage. One of my old friends is a voice actor, so I've been talking to them about uh, you know, how to get work, you know, which apps to use, what I need, equipment, because you do need, like, I have this little dinky, like, microphone, mm-hmm. and I'm going to need, like, an actual condenser mic and a bunch of other crap. Right. And I can, yeah, just narrate audiobooks from home. That would be a fantastic job.
1: Yeah. Um. When I talked to Grunfest, uh, he did that. and uh, He did? Yeah. He, he, uh, he has, like, a side career in that, that Damn. he used to do that. And it's like you wouldn't expect that from him, but
0: damn, I gotta talk talk to Bob. Yeah, you're talking about
1: it. Yeah, he's great. He's so great with. Oh um, yeah,
0: I love Bob. He's just my favorite boomer. Is that like? (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. So rare. I haven't done my boomer joke in a long time. Uh, I never really do bits. I I should like. I always wanted this to be funnier because like whenever I talk to people, it's more behind the music of like comedy but uh i want to know if this was because this is uh, actually based off of being the experience of scotty's is uh the joke i have is like with those guys it's like back to the future they're like where we're going we don't need punch lines (laughs) (laughs) and then the other joke i have on top of that is that it's like it's
0: It's back to the future because that place is stuck in the 80s.
1: Yeah, it's like, um, just being offensive, like, it's offensive, uh, um, bingo basically. It's like, oh, uh, racism joke, uh, sexist joke, (laughs) gay joke, and then like not even a joke, just a like weird story about them doing cope with Artie Lang. (laughs) It's like, yeah, great, you know, it's just, you know. I never get to do that because it's too mean and like,
0: no, it's, it's nice when someone's claim to fame is doing something with someone famous.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've had such like, it's so funny to mention him is like, uh, I talked about recently. Uh, that was one of the strangest things I got to sort of be around that. Um, do you know, I yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. He was doing uh, stuff with Bam Margera and Artie and, yeah. It, it was just a crazy like time period because they were on like TMC and stuff and
0: like Elazar is weirdly prolific. He's an author too. He's yeah, yeah. He's on uh, Amazon he's awesome. At least, Yeah. You know, goes down to Texas. He was in LA, I think, for recently. He's got a TV show coming up. Is oh, that a thing? Yeah.
1: yeah. Texas it's- has been, you know, a big thing now with uh like he's finally opening up his club like Joe Rogan when I when I went there two months ago, two no, not two months, two years ago, I guess right. now, was, uh, I went there for like three days with this comic that used to live in New Jersey. And he like went all over the place. But uh, when I went there for three days, he was supposed to be opening up, like taking over this one club. And he ended up not, but people were so like, like, like they just came from like, a ton of different states to to try and go to this club that he was going to take over. Damn. And he ended up not doing it. It was called like the Creek in the Cave and he ended up like opening up his own club now. But when I was there that week it was just crazy. And the the one thing that was annoying was uh, it was the week of uh, um, you know Tony Hinchcliffe? Oh uh, no. He has that show where like I always forget the name of it. But, like, where they sort of... Comedians do their set in front of them. And then they, like... They, like, roast the comedian.
0: Oh, Kill Tony? Kill Tony, yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, Kate got on that, right? That was what happened?
1: Yeah, so... uh, There was, like, a controversy with, like, him. Like, an Asian comic opening for him. And he did, like, an Asian joke that didn't go well. So everyone was talking about that. Like, when I... That whole controversy when I went there. But... The one thing that was interesting was just going to another state to do comedy was, it was like, oh, this is the same formula everywhere. <laughs> Stand up.
0: So oh yeah, like, of course.
1: It's Like that was really interesting to me to just go to.
0: You know, what's incredibly funny is, uh, you know, President Zelensky of Ukraine. Yeah. He used to be a comedian. And like, right. Yeah. I feel like I've watched more Ukrainian media than most human beings and. It's uh, it's very funny to me, just how like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, people don't realize, like it's it's a very conservative nation. Like mm-hmm. he he did a joke in one of his interviews, and it literally starts, and he's like talking in oh. Ukrainian. like, yeah, uh, all right. There was a rabbi, a priest, and a <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he, he, he literally does one of those.
1: Yeah, it's such a weird thing with since you Just think of that, like, you know, we kind of have that. Uh, I guess. Here in America, I'm so used to, you know, pop culture being so like tied to uh, to politics. Yeah, and was it before Slansky? Was it really like that much?
0: Oh, I blame John Stewart for all of this. Oh. The Daily Show <laughs> and the the Colbert Report. Mostly, oh, okay. I, the Daily Show was okay. The Colbert Report started this whole persona thing, and you need to have this like a pundit persona, and right. that. The, yeah so this is all Colbert's fault this is what I'm trying to say I guess
1: that makes sense yeah. you know I mean I talk about politics a little bit on this podcast when I can I don't really talk about it. but the one thing that's like interesting to me just with Zelensky is like I read like I read like all his policy like beliefs and all his things and I was like I like this guy
0: yeah, he's great.
1: <laughs> and then like some of his actions and stuff I'm just like oh well this is disappointing but I feel like that's always going to happen in politics is people are not going to be you know perfect and it's it's tough
0: i mean he is a politician plus uh, once again it is a very conservative nation like it's people forget about that it's the eastern bloc and right it's it's basically poland it's basically romania it's basically russia don't tell them i said that it's not basically russia (laughs) but culturally culturally yeah Fairly simple with all the toxic masculinity and the, uh, the the women having children very early on and just wanting to get married and mm-hmm. all this and yeah, being family centered. That's what they call it nowadays.
1: Right. So um, when you when you start doing comedy, uh, what was like the? the most
0: like the thing that stuck out to you as sort of the hardest early on the hardest i mean well a, definitely not drinking too much and embarrassing myself that, that, oh, that yeah. that's an issue but also uh just having the nerves to just go up and try to talk about something that's right like half the reason i didn't do personal stuff before i still had a soul and now i'm completely dead inside and,
1: oh yeah uh, You have those couple of, you know, you have those couple of big bombs and it's like, you know, it really does sound to you like I'm very like, you know, it kind of sounds overly dramatic, but I've, I've seen comedians who, you know, were great and they just have one set that goes terribly wrong and you never see them. again.
0: Like (laughs) Kramer.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Precisely. The Kramer themselves. And that's all. But like, I mean, I've seen that too at this point. I've yeah. definitely seen a guy one time and then he bombed spectacularly and then he's face bombing in a corner and then he leaves yeah. and I don't see him again.
1: And a lot of people do it like me and VJ always grouse about this, like the people that do it like one time just as like a like a thing to do, you know, because they
0: they, oh, don't yeah. wanna, like, they lost a the bet. It it's yeah, like oh, lo- Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like some kids from a friend. Yeah.
1: It's like, oh um, yeah, the one thing that I used to talk about a lot on the show I try not to so much because like I never like try to be dramatic or anything, but how did you feel socially when you started doing stand-up? Did you feel like you got oh. along with the community well?
0: Oh fuck no. Oh absolutely really? not. Uh, yeah, A, you know, I was the new guy, so no one gives a shit. And B uh yeah, just uh didn't make too many friends early on in Philly. Or anywhere else, really. Um, I mean, at least uh, I felt I didn't. Not that I was ostracized, but like, right. definitely, no, no one that. gave a shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, my whole thing when I started, I was, I grew up, I was older than most of my peers. So, like, when I started doing comedy, it was like a, it was like a shift of like, oh, I'm the youngest person now, yeah. and to be in that sort of zone of like, oh, you know, people were only, you know, two, three years. Like two, three, five years old than me. But when you're like 22, 23, that's like major to be yeah. like, oh, everyone's 27, and they have to listen to this 21 year old talk
0: yeah, about shit. People keep telling me I look pretty young, but no, I'm I'm gonna be 33 this year. Like I'm right. I'm not that much younger than Daniel Caprio. So right, you know, he's a, a he he's like 39 or something. Podcast. Uh, it doesn't matter. Dude. Who cares? But yeah, he—he's been on the pod like five times, though, right?
1: Yeah, like four times. Yeah, I gotta get him on again. But uh, yeah, uh, we talked about him a lot. Has he? How do you feel about him? Do you like his?
0: Caprio, uh, yeah. New Jersey staple. I mean, yeah, you know, is his stuff great? Yeah. but he—he he performs amazingly.
1: Yeah, he performs like the one thing that he's amazing at is yeah. just like I'm a very non-confrontational person. He's, oh yeah. Awesome at just confrontation, and yeah, it's funny when being he gets in that mad. Moment.
0: Like he gets mad, and I've never seen it not be funny. Oh, like yeah. he handles it. He, I think he handles bombing better than any comedian I've ever. Oh, seen Oh
1: yeah, because he he just goes straight into it. Like I've talked with him before. He just he goes, you know, and it's the only way that he can really do it. And I I admire that because when I started out, uh. I would do these Springer shows in Europe when I was like a year, two years in. And uh, I got heckled one time, a couple of times by like older people, like old ladies, because I did a lot of uh, like atheist jokes. And mm-hmm. it always was like, oh, I don't want to make your grandmother upset, but also I don't like that your grandmother is heckling you right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, basically. <laughs> No, it's you not, gotta be, you, you gotta have absolutely no mercy, Dweck. You gotta kill the yeah. heckler.
1: like, to me, now I can do Straight
0: that. Murder them. great murder. But
1: I used to be like, cowardly about that, and then I'd be like, oh, I'll get off stage and then, now I'm like, I kind of go too far <laughs> with my stuff. <laughs> I'll be like...
0: Yeah, I mean, to a heckler, though. Yeah, yeah to you, a heckler. you can't just harass audience the, um, members. That's, uh...
1: Yeah, it was just like, I never <laughs> do that, but you know, it was...
0: Some drunk idiot, though, yeah I'm gonna yeah, insult his whole family
1: that's the hardest thing is like keeping control, especially in like the tri state area, I feel like New York, New Jersey, and philly is like that's a very tough like
0: Philly of is savage, kind yeah,
1: kind of people, so you have to sort of be brazen a little bit and be able to to handle yourself in that in that zone,
0: yeah, absolutely,
1: yeah, so. Um, I mean, I guess we talked about Ron and like certain people. Do you have anyone that sort of sticks out to you as like someone that I guess like has helped you a whole lot? Do you feel?
0: Uh, I mean, my local inspirations are well, Dan Farley, easily the best oh, comedian Farley in the is, state that I know. He's uh,
1: fantastic. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: Easily, uh, and other people. Uh, everyone's real funny that in this little circle that i've got yeah uh, kate is great uh cass cass o'malley she's fucking hilarious
1: oh yeah i saw her tim
0: rager always kills
1: oh rager uh, is and that's a similar thing with you guys to me it's like starting around the similar like 30 range oh yeah
0: also uh i don't know if you know him he lives in Highbridge. jesus jack weber
1: Oh, Jack Webber, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we started
0: at basically the same time, and yeah, he's he's great too. I think we have similar senses of humor.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Like his his stuff is always very.
0: uh, That and Akash, as much as I despise that idiot, he is an immigrant like me, and he he gets the uh, the international angle in a way that people just really don't understand.
1: Right, and like the thing that's so tough about it is like you know I deal with this a whole lot is when. Like I've never been able. I've been able to say people are funny, yeah. even if I don't like them personally or I don't get along with them. I feel like a lot of people will say, "Oh, that person sucks," when they don't really, when they just don't like them. Yeah. And like to me, I'm like, you know.
0: No, he's like even well, who who's who's the other guy? I mean, I I don't want to talk bad about rather, people. On no, it doesn't matter. Cautious, chilling. We're we're chill. He's the homie. Yeah. Friendship back with Akash.
1: It's just tough. Like, I had to. Like, (laughs) he's the. It's like such a weird thing of like, you know, this is how bad Akash is when I told you about that story about him being like just crazy on drugs and just insulting me and whatever. Not meaning Mm -hmm. to. I actually. I actually. It was my first time at Kyle's. like, show at that coffee place, and I didn't eat anything, I just had like a coffee. So, I was like, my mood was terrible, and I literally started beating him up. We <laughs> had to stop me.
0: Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, No, you can't be doing that, Dweck.
1: It was like that. I was like,
0: You swinging like, on people, but it was like public?
1: that's that's sort of like his reputation. It's like, You made Richard like attack you, it's true.
0: He made you angry. like, yeah,
1: Out of all people in the world. <laughs>
0: I mean, you know, it's, it's it was, a thing. I mean, my, my best to the guy. So that's, that's yeah. about all.
1: It's, it's a strange thing, you know, with comedians, it's like, you know, we're all sort of, we sort of get that, like, you know, a lot of us feel like outsiders, like when, when growing up, like, I kind of asked this earlier with your family, but like, were, were your friends always funny and like you, with them, I know you mentioned you didn't really perform much as a child.
0: I mean, I was definitely like the class clown and definitely, yeah, the funny one, I think. Yeah. Because, yeah, I've always loved comedy. I've just, you know, I've never seen myself. Well, I have, but I've never, never thought it was an option. And now, like, I'm old and I don't care. And I realize that it is something that I've always wanted to do. So specifically comedy, not not yeah. performing, not doing voice acting, not being on the radio, not just, being an it's actor. It's just
1: comedy for you. It's just, I want to
0: be a comedian. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and to me, I always had like for the longest time, I really struggled with calling myself a comedian because like I wanted to be like at a higher level to be able to do that. Have but you now been I'm, like?
0: Have you been paid money to perform comedy? Yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> you're a professional comedian. Yeah. That's Very all it little, tells. but
1: you know. It's like always so funny. It when, counts, Dweck, It counts. You're,
0: you're a pro. Look at that. Yeah. There's no sag for us, so.
1: Yeah, it's it's always tough to like find that like, you know, with your peers. I guess early on, you just sort of have to do that. Like for me, what's always been really tough is that I've sort of been like, it's sort of been this my entire life. It's sort of like being a meme, and it's like knowing like, oh, do people like me or am I just the? like village idiot <laughs> and it's like mm-hmm. you know that's what you have i have to deal with so no, i no. always want that, you know,
0: that's it's just run of the mill well not run yeah. of the mill it's imposter syndrome i feel like everyone's yeah. got that no people like you dweck i like you you're a good yeah. guy
1: i've noticed that as of late like and it's the same thing with like i think a lot of people that's just like they sort of get this little flowing like i see that a lot with steve schwartz now of like people sort of giving him that attention And how you deal with it is like, you know, it's funny. We talk about Dan, like people thought like uh, Caprio and I were like enemies, but it's very much like pro wrestling.
0: Never spoken about you as anything, but a friend.
1: Yeah. We're just immediately when I met him at, uh, it's very funny. Uh, I went to, uh, the stress factory and I saw a show with Tiz in it. And I was like a year and like, maybe eight months in and I went up to all the comedians there and just told me about his mic. And that's where I met Dan. And immediately he started roasting me in a way that was like, Oh, we're going to be friends. Like this was awesome. And for so long people thought we were enemies. And it's like, no, we get along so well. And, uh, he's just amazing to bounce ideas off of. And like, the one thing that I had to learn was to fight back a little bit more because he has so many jokes about me that I have to be, like... <laughs> I have to be able... It what are really you talking about, Joe?
0: You are undefeated in Fight Club.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did that recently. Yeah. Again,
0: you did it again, and you won again because yes. you're undefeated. It's such you're a weird the thing. roast master of New Jersey, apparently.
1: It's such a weird thing because they take it, you know... <laughs> they take it semi-seriously. They have a whole... Like, with that, it's very much like, pro wrestling, like, with them, so, like, when I, when I went to that area, when I faced Dan, I was just way more popular with those people that (laughs) I won, sort of, when I shouldn't have, and with this, the only thing that's bad is I haven't gotten any of the, like, the, like, spotlight stuff that people do, like, I'd love to, you know, face the higher up people, but I feel like it would be really funny if I got, like, a 15-0, and like, like, win-loss record of, like, 15 wins, and then they, they never give me, like, a championship opportunity at all. <laughs> yep. It's like, that could be really fun. Have you done any of the roast stuff?
0: No, I've been on, like, two roast things, but uh, I don't know. It's not my thing. I'd rather try to tell jokes. I mean, right. I do like roasting people, but like, you know, it's... It, it feel- sort
1: of has to be communal, like, that's where yeah. it comes from, is, like, Friends and like you know, people of you know, yeah, exactly. To meet someone randomly and be like, you know, I had that with someone where it's like they're a great comic, but like it was awkward after because it's like, oh, we don't hate each other. Our just first meeting with each other was insulting each other (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and being like, no,
0: I love Caprio, he's always good to talk to. He's yeah, definitely a friend of mine,
1: and he's just been, you know, he's someone who's been through like we talk about like social like, races and just stuff. He's someone who's been through a lot of, you know, shit, and he takes... Yeah. You know, he has an amazing... Uh, just
0: smiling, keeps going.
1: He's going, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's great. No, I love Cap. He's great.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: just hope he makes fucking sauce one of these days. Oh, yeah. With the goddamn sauce, mic.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. I remember he did it... Uh, he actually did it um, at one of the mics at his house. And then... Uh, like people had to go to the bathroom and the bathroom wasn't working that well. Mm-hmm. It was just like the worst, like thing in the world.
0: Well, that sounds awful.
1: Yeah. So I think that's why he hasn't uh, um, done it. Uh, sorry, my nephew is texting. <laughs> it's so funny. Like,
0: yeah, this no is Sort
1: of off off topic with comedy, but like, when did you first get like a cell phone and stuff?
0: Jesus, uh, 10th grade, high school.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, I was, like, yeah, I was the same. I was, like...
0: When I would go out, like, younger than that, I would get my dad's Motorola brick, and I would, like, uh, borrow that. And they would be, like, if you need us, call us. And I would just throw it in, like, my car, and that's it.
1: Yeah, I had this small, like, blue, like, cell phone when I was, like, 13, 14. And then, like, I guess... Since like 2016, there's just been the iPhone. Like,
0: yeah, no, you know. after, after, yeah, after the iPhone, yeah, no, I've had smartphones, I've had iPhones. I think the last iPhone I had was like the four. I had an iPhone four. Uh yeah. yeah. Back in the day,
1: it's just funny because my nephew is ten, and it's like I can't imagine like having a phone that
0: Apparently, they're actually garbage with technology, so it's cool.
1: Yeah, of course. You know. It's just like, oh it's fun. But um Yeah, so uh we sort of talked about like the sort of dealing with hecklers and stuff and you've always it always seems like you, you are pretty sharp on stage. Oh thank you. Very much like I love how you'll just <laughs> how you'll just come up with like little things too. Like that's one of the things that was was uh that's always like interesting to just see like your reaction to my jokes. I always love because it helps me really figure out like which stuff to keep and which stuff to not like do yeah. much. Anime. No, I like your stuff.
0: It's, it's a good angle. You're just like, I've just heard it's I've heard it so many times. Yeah. You've it's heard it so
1: many time. times. That's sort of the tough thing. Like I feel so bad for you guys that started in this era. of <laughs> When I started in comedy, like, we were sort of lucky it was with pre-COVID that we would sort of ambush, you know, everyday people at these mics and, you know, you'd have to perform your jokes in front of, you know, a family. And now people have to perform in front of comedians. And to me, that was the hard genre shift because I don't want people to hear the same jokes. Now my, my goal basically used to be, instead of making like, you know, an audience laugh, is, like, I want to make certain comedians, like, pockets of comedians laugh. Yeah. Like, I want to make you laugh. I want to make Dan laugh. I want to make both Dans laugh. You, Dan, Caprio, and Farley. It's like... Yeah.
0: If, if Dan Farley is, like, nice, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm keeping he's that.
1: He's nice. Thing. He's nicer than... <laughs> he's He's a lot nicer now with being sober, but, like, he's always been nicer than he seems, like, if that makes sense. Like, right. So, he's always been great. Like, Actually, I was so happy a couple, like, I guess the last mic, or like this, like the mic before the last one. I was happy that he finally roasted me because, like, he never did. And I guess he just didn't have anything mean to ever say about me. Mm -hmm. But I did my joke about, uh, that I always forget to do now, but I have this joke now about, um, like, if I ever had a kid, like, I would just lose the baby immediately. Oh, yeah. And he just wanted me, I'm like, no one would let you have children at all. <laughs> it was like... Basically. But that was like fun. It was like, oh, he finally like, singed me after years of not, like, of being very, very nice. Because he'll, he'll just destroy people. <laughs> like...
0: Oh, yeah. No, but... it's, yeah, Farley's great. I feel like we always have some sort of back and forth, at least yeah. a little bit. I go up after him a lot at Aminwich, so. Yeah,
1: and uh, he's big, so it's like an interesting, it's an interesting thing. Um, Yep. Yeah, so uh, do you have like any, I don't know, like I don't mean grand plans, but like do you have any like things set that you sort of want to accomplish this year with doing comedy at all?
0: this year yeah i'm really thinking about entering philly's funniest when that rolls around in the summer oh yeah uh that would be nice and yeah just trying to get on a festival apparently that's the next thing uh yeah i've been floating the idea of starting a podcast since october so i'm gonna be doing that
1: oh that's awesome
0: and uh just making more videos and just actually putting out content and just getting booked for shows again yeah once the summer hits, and I have like my Uber Jersey Shore money, I think I'm gonna mobilize a bit more, yeah, and you know hit the gym a little bit, have a hot boy summer on the side while I'm at it. It'd be a good time,
1: right, yeah, I mean, you know that's one thing I've noticed is that you stayed in you know shape and stuff, and you
0: know. oh, are you kidding me? I was disgusting like a year ago <laughs> looked like German propaganda
1: <laughs> uh, just yeah it's you know it's it's always funny with the hair now of the stuff you do like the little things like not even jokes but like the the stuff you'll do with your hair and turning it into like the ponytail and whatever and oh, then oh yeah fun and everything it's like oh
0: yeah it's I, it's I mean i've been trying to work on like physicality a lot more moving yeah, around and
1: i tried to do that like last year like more And it just ended up with me, just I had a bit where I sat on the floor and that's what I did. I was like, that's my movement. (laughs) Sitting down and standing back up.
0: Yeah, like a girl on her period in gym class. (laughs)
1: Yeah, basically. (laughs) Just like, oh, you know. But it's, it's always interesting to try and get, like, to me, when one of the things I really tried to learn in the past couple of years was just uh doing like callbacks and stuff and trying to make my stuff more connected because like it can be very hard to you know you'll be talking about something and I guess for me like I never really realized that I was talking about like things in the same region so that connected together. Do you feel like like you can do that now? Or do you think your jokes are still more
0: Yeah. I mean transitions are, are 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 I think always the fun part because it's it always needs to be organic in some way plus yeah. like you know like if you think about like a, a bit there's like you know your your premise you have your your actual punchline you have tags you have all yeah. these parts of a bit so it's like you really got to pick what you need in the moment and just go with that and transitions are a lot of fun for that because it's you know you really got to think on the fly and be clever and i like doing that so
1: yeah and I think with you, what's so great about tags is just, it's your voice, but also your timing with it, because... Oh, thank you. It seems like, you know, just from I've
0: been working on my like, delivery a lot, so I appreciate that.
1: It seems like, you know, is that sort of something that you can hone with Uber and talking to people, do you think? That sort of...
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in it's... the same uh, range. Yeah, it's like you definitely need to speak assertively when you're on stage and and quickly so people don't have time to think about what you're saying oh yeah to me and i think the most important thing is is actually writing and you need to construct sentences in such a way that people oh yeah sure get lost in what you're saying and it's it's not quick and to the point but like if it has to be it is
1: yeah i always have like when i have a new bit now i realized like i'll start with a premise especially if it's, you know, random and I've never done it before is I'll start it out and it'll be a lot of on the fly thinking. And then I go back and I rework it. And it's sort of like the biggest thing for me that I always have a problem with is a lot of just like verbal stuff that everyone has issues with is like saying like, and um, all the time. And, you know, those sort of speaking mistakes of like, you know, not really being a clear speaker right so to me that's what i'm always working on too and this hard thing for me is like a lot of people think like a lot of my on-stage texts are like pre-planned but they're not yeah. so it's like oh that's a hard thing to deal with too like if i have an energy drink and like or like a lot of coffee that shit just goes away but like i'm not nervous at all on stage but i just the the catch the like catch 22 of that, is like blow through my material in like 15 seconds. <laughs>
0: yeah, same. Just like being a...
1: like, you know, it's sort of, uh, um, do you have like a pre-show or like pre mike ritual of like, oh, I won't eat or I'll go to the bathroom before or any type of like, I don't know, uh, like what's the word? Like good luck charm or anything?
0: I mean, I like to routine. smoke before going up, that's about it. So, excuse me. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll just smoke a cigarette before going up, and yeah. uh, and after because I have a problem. But that's about it.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's always so interesting because I'll have like my virtual like okay, I won't eat or maybe I will, and it's like you know how's this gonna affect the set and how I do, and it's really just cool to get into like the stuff and um. The way you'll get, like, even if I don't understand, like, what you're talking about sometimes, like, you're very smart. And uh, the stuff you're talking about, I always love that you you find a way to make it relatable, if that makes sense. Like, that's the toughest thing, I think, is sort of finding something that you're interested in, the stuff that you're interested in talking about, and making sure that other people will be, will at least understand it if that makes sense, like, oh. Yeah,
0: I mean, that does annoy me a little bit at times, because well, I'm uppity, but, like, yeah, people, like, we had the World Cup, right? Yeah. In Qatar, like, people don't know where Qatar is, or how to pronounce it, so, like, it's
1: (laughs) Because you don't want to do, like, a history lesson. No, you don't. You're set, you kind of want the jokes to just flow and be like, you know, but, uh,
0: It's true. But like, you know, I think my favorite jokes out of that whole thing was the uh, because, you know, you do read a little bit. And what you got to do as a comedian, I think, is read.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Between the lines of what people actually hear about. So there's a World Cup, right? Yeah. And the center where they played it was called the Khalifa Stadium. Uh, That reminded me of Mia Khalifa. Yeah. So like I just made a billion jokes about you know soccer and porn stars and, yeah. and puns like that and that that worked great. I made like five minutes out of that yeah. and that was that was the one fantastic.
1: That I guess I was thinking of was the uh, the like war recruitment of like Gen Z. Oh yeah. Of like that bit, I always liked because it was just tag after tag after tag of just.
0: Yeah, that's a fun one too like that because it is just video games now right yeah right yeah they don't want a charger they want like <laughs> so, <laughs> so i guess tuition, i guess but you
1: have your youtube channel that you put a lot of your some of your stand-up on
0: i mean not, not really no i, I oh. have a youtube yes and i'm on instagram primarily that's uh if you want to find yeah me, i've seen that uh... That's about where it is. But yeah, I, I will be posting on YouTube more. And if I have a podcast, I will be posting it on there. So yeah. If you want to search for me on YouTube, that would be that would be cool.
1: What's your idea for your podcast?
0: Uh just a comedic talk podcast. And I kinda wanna do also like a little bit of true crime stuff. Oh. Maybe that's just talk weird. about creepy stuff I find on the internet because those are super popular channels. Oh yeah. I feel like I have a good voice for for spooky things. So
1: have you um, watched any comedy specials or like listened to any albums that you that you that uh, were new to you or that you like? Or you
0: know? I I just watched Shen Wang's special last night. It was very funny. Oh, that's great! Oh, yeah, check. it's on Netflix. Ali Wong <laughs> endorsed him, walked him out on stage, and everything. I got to that out. Uh, yeah, Shen Wang. Uh, I, I, I want to say something in juicy, sweet and juicy. Very good yeah. special.
1: I mean, I saw. Um, they recently watched uh, the Chris Rock one, but uh, also I really enjoyed uh, Mark Maron's. That's on HBO Max. But uh, like, it's just such a stark difference between those two.
0: Yeah, that's cool. But um, yeah, we're we're recommending other people's comedy, at this right? Point, of course. I like mean, way.
1: you know, we didn't really get to talk about it, but like, like Carlin, I feel like, you know, when I got into comedy, he had recently died, so no. it was pretty disappointing to me that, like, that happened, and I was like, oh, well, at least I have all this stuff to look back on, and to me, I just, I love the word play, and the one thing that always annoys me is, I, I appreciate his, uh, his political comedy, of course, and I think, like, that's sort of his, people, a lot of people think that's his best years, but I don't really like when people call him, like, a philosopher and stuff, because I feel like they overlook a lot of his great, like, stuff from, uh, um from his earlier career or yeah, like you like
0: a philosopher would have known it's a good idea to pay his taxes on time.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> like um his uh second uh HBO special is my favorite. It's like live again. Mm. And that's like when he does the um he does the bit about um like saying hello and goodbye and like Oh, yeah. All this stuff. And it's like all this wordplay stuff. And it's just amazing. And I've always loved that. And I try and do wordplay stuff, even though I'm such like, I'm not a smart person. So <laughs> I always wish that I was better.
0: No, nah, you're smart. That smart. Stuff.
1: You're it's like, you know, being like, I, I guess, you know, a smart comedy is very hard. Because you want, like, I don't know. But I mean, I like keeping it fun and, you know, making everything. Do you ever feel uh like I never view comedy in like a clean versus door dirty like sort of way. Are you the same way? You don't really seem to
0: I think so. I mean I I feel like comedy definitely leans dirty innately. So uh and I, I have no problem, you know, swearing or doing anything like that. But I, I feel like the aim is to be controversial. So it, it, it should be it doesn't have to be controversial in the sense that it, it, it's something that's actually controversial. It needs to to spark thought. It needs to evoke yeah, you just emotion. Need to spark
1: that thought, and you know, I feel like that's a great thing, especially with your voice, both your comedy voice and your actual speaking voice, of just commanding the I mean, like, room. even if it's just a silly topic, it's like I feel like you've you've really done that. So I feel like no, your thanks, stuff has man. improved. Like amazing and it's just so cool to like see people do it because that's all it is it's like you know i always think like you got to give people time you know and they'll just
0: uh, i really do appreciate,
1: 10, they'll, they'll figure it out because yeah you know i
0: really do appreciate the community giving me time too i've been at it for two years and you know we mentioned all these people dan caprio and others yeah and like it, it really is it, it really does feel cool just to be able to come out and just tell jokes to, you know, basically my friends every week.
1: And, yeah. Um, Especially talking, like, about uh, the Brat. Like, I didn't get to talk about that a whole lot with you. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, that community of having that mic. I feel a lot of that, like, with Ron's mic and, like, uh, even though it's not always great, um, is. um, well, the uh, Sunday
0: night mic. Yeah, and the Thursday, too, in, in yeah. Branchburg, yeah.
1: Branchburg, yeah. It's like, uh, I'm excited for the show that is on there because I feel like an actual show there will be actually good.
0: Yeah, I think so, too.
1: Because it's, like, such a... I always feel like that place has, like... Like, one of my favorite things about going there, like, once or twice a month is, like, you know, I like the food there. It's, like... Yeah. They have, like...
0: They do have good burgers.
1: They do have good stuff. And it can be so tough, you know, to to go out and be like, okay, what am I going to eat, you know, for a mic and be like, you Because know, it can be pretty expensive doing comedy, so it's just like what what can you really indulge on plus sort of, you know, like I said earlier, figuring out what you're gonna do before you're set. Do you yeah. feel like I like being I like being uh like third or fourth going up? Do you like going first? i s I've seen you do that a couple of times. Do you like yeah, sort of I love
0: going first, yeah. It's, it's sort uh, of I feel like it's very good practice to be able to like come out from nothing. So
1: Right. Yeah, I always hate uh um I always hate doing that. Uh to me, I always say like it sort of reminds me of like the office, like you're the assistant manager to the host of like, okay, I gotta follow it up with the energy. And I think one of the things that's just helped me is following Comics were really, really good. Like, even though I hated it, I loved at, uh, um, at uh, the uh, the Sunday mic um, That one, Dan's Mike. Like following Dan, having to follow Dan Farley, and be like, okay, <laughs> my stuff has to be really, really good now. <laughs> yep. And just the co-op this one. Yeah. Yeah. The co-op. Are you uh, Are you going to do the co-op uh, tomorrow?
0: Yeah, definitely, I'll be there.
1: I'm gonna try and be there, yeah, too. Yeah, it's it's always fun. Like you know, it's it's that mix of, you know, I was talking to Mike Marr about it because he's sort of iffy about it, but it's it's like, you know, it depends on the atmosphere totally. Of, you know, that's the one thing Dan is, like, Caprio is fantastic with, is he makes the mic way more comfortable, just immediately.
0: Yeah. I mean he does, yeah. No, it's it's always very inviting, very uh it feels very nice in there. It's you know, he's got the lights up and all this and Sunday night too. Like I work all weekend. Like I'm right gonna gonna be working probably pretty soon. So so
1: Right. Um thank you for giving me so much of your time. I usually do just an hour. Thank you for giving me like ten extra minutes. oh uh, yeah,
0: doing. no problem, dude. It's yeah, yeah. it like, was great talking. I didn't even notice it felt quick. Yeah.
1: It's I, I love, I'll have to have you on again definitely, but that's the one thing that I love like when I can talk to people for longer and like be able to like that's one of the things like especially with podcasting the only thing that I can just say like the only advice that I've ever heard is just be as consistent as possible because yeah. that can be the, I think it's the same thing with stand-up or anything is like if you take like too much time in between it just can be like. Tough to go back, like to me, my biggest problem is I sort of like burn myself out i'll be like you know i have I personally booked like all these guests to like April, and I'm like from like February to April and i'm like i'm gonna have to take a break soon <laughs> of, yeah of doing this and no,
0: I feel that yeah you're you are booked through right you
1: yeah booked all nice. the way through, Ripple. and the yeah, toughest nice. thing to me is uh I always try and get, like, of course, local people. I also get a lot of people from, uh, like, TikTok that are popular and a couple of headliners I try to hit up. And the thing to me that I always do, which works in my favor, is I never go through management. I just talk to comics, as comics. And the really cool thing is, like, having comedians, like, actual, like, touring comedians on my, on my show, on the show, and they view me as a comic, and it's very like—I
0: mean, it's pretty uh, cool, gratifying
1: man. to be like, and satisfying to be like, oh, they sort of view me like in their same footsteps that they went through as an open mic person and sort of their early years. And it's really like satisfying that they view me as a as a comic too.
0: I mean, yeah, man, it feels it's, pretty good so to cool. be recognized.
1: And um, you know, I just want to, you know, I hope I didn't make you uncomfortable telling you like. Ah, uh, complimenting you so much. I just, I really like your stuff,
0: and no, nah, man, I really so appreciate real. it. And yeah, it's not the first time I've heard that I've improved a lot. And that's again, you're part of the community that I'm so thankful for. You, Steve, Schwartz, Caprio, everyone else in yeah. the New Jersey comedy scene.
1: Because I feel like if people just give a shit about it, they just do it. Because to me, I've always had the toughest. Like when I started out, especially in my area and i still feel this too it in certain places that it becomes sort of a social thing for people to do more than taking it seriously
0: yeah
1: so to me i had a big problem where i took it way too seriously and i sort of had to realize like for some people you know everyone has different goals like of what they want to do in comedy and i had to learn to be open-minded with that (laughs) Yeah, so um, thank you so much for doing
0: this. Yeah, of course, man. And yeah, I'm going to go uh, smoke a cigarette. Report. All right,
1: awesome. Uh, <laughs> just before you go, um, yeah. what's all your social media stuff?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, my name is Gene uh, is Gray. Not really, but it is. Um, right. My Instagram is Gene underscore Gray underscore probably. Uh, that's, that's about it. And my YouTube, you can search for my name. I'll be on there. I have one video of me talking about Ukraine, and there will be more soon and maybe a podcast all right yeah thank you dweck thank you everyone for listening. whenever
1: you have your your podcast come out uh i can have you on again and we can sort of you know advertise it or whatever
0: oh no no you don't understand dweck you're going to be coming on to my podcast oh for sure definitely
1: definitely we'll do that of course i love doing that (laughs) it's always satisfying to sort of build that community too yep you know
0: But yeah, I'm going to go build the the cancer in my lungs. But yeah, it was great talking to you, man. All right. Great
1: talking to you. Have a nice rest of your weekend. Yeah, you too. I'll see you tomorrow.
0: Bye.